Yo, yo, yo. What's good, Addicts Gang? Um, here for another podcast, talking everything NFL draft today. Our official mock draft, our Addicts mock draft, will be coming soon. But today we're just going to be talking NFL rumors, uh, what we're seeing, the trends we're seeing, um, because it is officially NFL draft season. Joel is here with me today. How are you going? Excited for the NFL draft? Oh, how could you not be? Um, probably like second best time of the year for the, you know, NFL season right behind like week one and those sort of areas. Love the draft. Wouldn't miss this um, episode for anything, Andrew, for anything. Um, yeah, everything we see that's been trending, um, happening, things the listeners should be, you know, keeping an eye on before the draft starts. We're, we've got you covered before our official mock draft, which will be dropping later this week, closer to the uh, closer to the actual draft itself. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully we'll get a few of the others on uh, just to have their wrong opinions. But um, we are the Sharps, aren't we, Joel? All right, follow the podcast on Twitter at the FB Addicts, on the Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Uh, make sure you're following us on the Spotify so you don't miss that big, big NFL Addicts mock draft 1.0. One, we'll call it 1.0 or just the mock draft. Um, I don't know what we'll call it, but it's going to be coming out soon. Joel, um, maybe if we had it on this pod a couple of weeks ago, CJ Stroud would have been all the rave, but Bryce Young seems to be the man that is going to be pick one. Um, you probably have the odds up somewhere because you're a Big, big gambling man. Um, yeah, talk to the listeners what you've heard about pick one, Carolina. Yeah, well, this time, um, yeah, as you said, two weeks ago, we do this podcast and um, CJ Stroud is the 100% guaranteed throw away the key, locked in 101. But um, yeah, CJ Stroud is apparently dumb. His teammates hate him. No one went to his birthday party um, and he's off everyone's boards now. And Bryce Young is the apple in everyone's eye. Um, and he is going to be the number one overall pick to those Carolina Panthers. Um, which sort of funkies up the draft a bit because the Texans um, were in love with Bryce Young. They wanted him. They won't be able to get him. Um, which really makes the, you know, the picks two through six range really interesting and something that we are going to discuss today with you know potential outcomes and what will eventuate come um thursday night andrew hit the listeners up with the current um the current landscape on the number two overall picks presuming as we've locked in bryce young at the 101 yeah well i dare say in i don't know two or three days time whenever we do this bryce young will be our our man to go pick one. And then, you know, uh, like you said, a few weeks ago, it was just Stroud one and then Bryce Young two, and then it made it really obvious. But pick two could go a lot of directions. Um, so it was Stroud for a bit. Then it was Will Anderson for a bit. Apparently it was rumored that Houston didn't, they didn't want anything to do with Stroud. And I still think that may be true. And then it was uh, Tyree Wilson and Edge from Texas Tech. Got a lot of steam to be picked to. But now, Joel, 
they are interested in a quarterback and it's not CJ Stroud, but it is Will Levis. I will get some odds up here. He is minus 140 to be uh, the number two draft pick. And that's a very heavy favorite. Uh, what is that, Joel? Dollar forty? No, you have to put. Yeah. So, according to um, like Ladbroke Sportsbet and the Australian um books at home, um, he is as low as a dollar sixty to be the number two overall pick, which is a significant move. I know the draft markets aren't exactly like you know a big bet does change them, but um. Yeah, that is a really significant push for Will Levis, a player that no one really likes, um, except for NFL teams apparently, or the Houston Texans to be um specific. Um, yeah, they um seem to be really in on Will Levis, so we're gonna see how this plays out. But um, you know, by the look of it, Will Levis to be the second overall pick is getting a lot of steam. Sorry, I was muted there. Um, yeah, and like I'm not here to say that's a great pick, it's a bad pick. You go on Twitter and everyone hates it. Um yeah, like I don't know. You go in our chat even, Joel Will Levis is hated by everyone. But um just from what I saw, I think CJ Stroud is a lot better. But this happens all the time. Like I hate the everyone on Twitter or everyone thinks they're an expert evaluating rookie quarterbacks like everyone hated Justin Herbert and he turned out to be the man it just happens all the time that uh, people get QB wrong um, but this screams Zach Wilson from last year if you ask me it just has scary similarities Um, now we'll get into pick three Joel unless you have anything more to add about Will Levis and pick two Um. Pick three, Arizona Cardinals. Apparently, this is going to be traded. This is a lock to be traded. Um, Arizona are just a really uh, bad franchise in a bad situation. Don't have many good players at the minute, especially with Kyler not being able to play next year. Um, makes a lot of sense to for them to move down, get more capital, and try try that way instead of just getting, you know, a, a defensive stud and someone else could use a quarterback right here. Um, so this could be traded, but the odds suggest that CJ Stroud might go at this pick plus 230. And then Tyree Wilson is at 250. Anthony Richardson at plus 350. And Will Anderson at plus 380. So it's these four players that could go a pick three. Um, Stroud, A. Rich, Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson. So it looks to be quarterback or edge. Um yeah, who who do you think could move up to take to to this draft pick, and who do you think should go here, Joel? Yeah, well, by the look of it, if it does eventuate where a quarterback goes at pick one and pick two, it seems like it will be a get your quarterback um, run, where it looks like it might be CJ Stroud um, left on the board for a team to trade up to the Cardinals pick. Whether that is the Colts, I'm, you know, it could be the Colts. It could be uh, the Falcons. It could be the Raiders. It could be the football team commander Redskins. It could be any, um, any team in on CJ Stroud. 
um, because the Cardinals, as you mentioned, will be looking to tear down, um, get an extra, you know, get extra picks. They're going to need them for when Kyler gets healthy. Um, Yeah, they just have a lack of talent at a lot of positions and getting, you know, getting a defensive start at one position, although being really good, it just doesn't impact the team like the Cardinals as much as they need it to. Um, So, yeah, trade back definitely highly in play here, um, especially for a quarterback. um, If, you know, if it's in both situations, if it's get your quarterback, then, you know, it is, you know, in play, everyone's going to be wanting to trade up to get the third quarterback or even like a higher quarterback on their board. Um, And if, you know, the second quarterback on your board is available or potentially the first one, if you're not a Bryce Young um, team, um, becomes an even larger incentive to trade up. So, um, yeah, the, the quarterback trade seems to be really in in this pick. And, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I think we've sort of looked locked in. I think the three big quarterbacks are going to be in any particular order. Well, let's go. Bryce Young's going to be the first off the board. Then it looks like it's going to be any of... Stroud and Will Levis um, to be the second and third quarterbacks with Anthony Richardson sort of being potentially the fourth quarterback to be drafted. Might sneak in to be the third, but um, yeah, that seems to be your big three at quarterback. Yeah, well, like you said, I think I think definitely all four quarterbacks, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think all four quarterbacks go on the top five picks. And I think Three will definitely go in the top three or four picks. I have seen that Houston could go uh, Tyree Wilson um, at two and then move up to the Cardinals pick at three to grab Will Levis. And then um, Indy are pretty much sitting pretty. They're just going to stay and take the quarterback that falls to them, I think. Um, you know, if it's A. Rich or Stroud. Um, and then if there is a quarterback left at five, I believe Seattle could either take that said quarterback or trade that pick as well, which wouldn't surprise me. I've seen that uh, rumor been going around. But I think the trend is four of the top five picks will be quarterbacks, and then um, you throw in those two edge uh, players, Will Anderson from Alabama and Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Um, Joel, anything to add? Do you think oh I will ask you this because Anthony Richardson is the weird one. Where do you think he goes? And I'll pull up his over under on DraftKings while you speak on it. But yeah, where do you think he goes and do you think teams are like in on him? Like I, I, he's a really weird um prospect. He's really uh what's the word when people are either hiding on him or cold on him? Uh, polarizing. There it is, polarizing. All right, you. I'll get this pulled up for a second, Anthony Richardson. But yeah, what do you think of? Where do you think he goes? Yeah. Um. Oh, as mentioned, yeah, it's four and a half, Anthony Richardson. So that's that's really bang on, isn't it? But anyway, yeah, go on. Polarizing, great word. Um, I'm gonna like cut off that Anthony Richardson exact chat for. 30 seconds. Are you buying that all the quarterbacks are, you know, they are really going to be taken, you know, all in the first five picks? Like, I don't, I know that, you know, last year we obviously had no 
elite talent at quarterback. Um, but, you know, we had rumors of, um, you know, Malik Willis being drafted top five, um, Desmond Ritter in the first round, um, you know, Matt Corral and all those guys being, you know, at least potentially late day one picks, early day two picks, and they all fell. Do you envision any scenario where quarterbacks are falling in this draft or are they all locked in top 10, top 15, top five picks? You're calling for a QB smoke screen, Joel. Um, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. We've seen it in the past. Even like um, Justin Fields falling to like pick eleven, like that was, even though you know he still was a very you know coveted first round high draft pick. The falling to eleven was, you know, it was a bit of a fall. Mac Jones to fifteen was also a bit of a fall um, from three where he was meant to go. Can you envision any of these quarterbacks falling? And if it is going to be one of them, if any, or any, like is one of them going to fall and none of them going to fall? Are you buying it? There is a definite scenario where, um, because last year we only got Kenny Pickett in the first round, correct? And there was meant to be like yeah. three or four. But yeah, there is a definite scenario where um, all these four quarterbacks do not get picked in the top five. But I just think with... I think Bryce Young's pretty much a lock. Um, and I think Indy are pretty much a lock to take a quarterback. So I think two will go in the first four for sure. And I'm probably, at this stage, it's probably Bryce Young and Will Levis that I don't think will fall. Um, I think Averich has, he could fall because people are just either in on him or out on him. And funnily enough, as it seems, Stroud could be the one that's falling, even though I like his talent the most. It all depends on what Houston do, I think. If Houston don't take quarterback, I think, yeah, falling could be in play. Because there's a scenario where Bryce Young's won. Um, Houston decide to not take quarterback, take edge. No one wants to trade with Arizona because of this, and, you know, the quarterbacks are falling. So then they just get stuck taking the other edge. Indy take quarterback. Um, and then, you know, Seattle, Detroit, Vegas do their thing and take you know, defense or whatever they're trying to do. And then it gets to, you know, Atlanta could, probably not. Chicago don't have their guy. They won't. Philly won't. And then it gets back to Houston at 12, and then they could honestly just get their quarterback there, um, which would be, you know, 200 IQ play from the Texans. But there is a definite scenario. Basically, I've said it in a long way, but there is a definite scenario where these quarterbacks do fall. I just, I lean with Houston I don't think Houston can take the risk personally. I think they have to get a quarterback at two. So I don't think, but what do you think will happen, Joel? I don't know. That's why I asked the question. I think, um, I don't want to be like the, Oh yeah, it's going to be quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Like I don't, it's, you know, it's not hot takey. It's, you know, the flavor of the month and it doesn't often happen that way, which is why I brought it up. But, um, yeah, I'm with you in the Houston hold the key to basically the first five picks of the draft, would you say, where they sort of dictate where which quarterbacks the Colts are going to have fall in their lap if anyone wants to trade up with the Cardinals. And, yeah, that's sort of where the draft gets interesting and could go a variety of different ways. And it seems to me that the Texans are either going to take a quarterback such as Will Levis or they seem to be in on Tyree Wilson, which potentially hot takey, potentially not hot takey, but that seems to be 
their guy. Well, I just think it's he's from Texas Tech, you know, Houston's in Texan hometown kind of thing. I don't know, but yeah, um, we'll crunch the defensive players on the mock draft pod. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting draft. You know, you could get four quarterbacks off the rip, or you could, you know, not see four in the top. Oh, geez, I don't know, sixteen picks. I think I don't think that. Oh, they they could just fall. You never know. Like Malik Willis falling last year was crazy. Um, but let's move on, Joel. It's a very exciting time. Uh, we are talking about quarterback. Having quarterbacks in a draft is is great. It's fun. But let's move on to um let's go wide receivers. This is fun. So they were meant to be great, they're awesome. Um, but seems to be where are they gonna go, Joel? Because I've only seen in a, in a lot of you know Twitter mocks mocks I've seen, uh, podcasts I've listened to, um, JSN seems to be the only absolute lock to go in the first round, and then it's like maybe Zay Flowers goes, maybe Jordan Addison goes, maybe Quentin Johnson goes, but like there's no certainty that any of those wide receivers go. Jalen Hyatt was, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago he was looking to be a first round pick, not anymore. Um, I might pull up first wide receiver taken off the board uh, markets because I think this could be a very interesting bet. But, yeah, what's your take on the receiver landscape of the draft? Yeah, so I'm looking at total number of wide receivers drafted in round one uh, over under. Andrew, your guess at the line. Um, If it's two and a half, I like the over. If it's three and a half, I like the under. It's going to be one of those numbers, I think. I'll go three. Three and a, three and a half is the line. Um, and it's basically, you know, a pick them out of those two. Um, so it looks like, and we can presume that those three wide receivers seem to be in any particular order. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers seems to be gaining a lot of steam to be the second wide receiver taken. Um, I would presume Quinton Johnston is still in that range, and um, Jordan Addison. They, like, the four likely ones, do you envision a, um, you know, a surprise sort of some wide receiver sneaking up draft boards like the Bears taking Vilas Jones in the second round or some no-name wide receiver getting, you know, sort of like a Jahan Dotson of last year where, a, you know, a one receiver that everyone sort of likes and is, you know, a borderline, you know, one of those day two second round pick receivers, but goes in round one because receiver is the it position in the NFL. Well, it kind of, it has been the it position in the NFL, but I think the problem is there's only four good ones in this draft. So you don't need to take them. When not Jalen Hyatt first round wide receiver people? Uh, he's fast. And like, it wouldn't surprise, like the, the Raiders love, used to love doing just take a fast wide receiver. Like the fastest receiver, betting him to be the first off the board was always the move. Like um who is that Jalen was close. Rugs got it. Like they just they just go up um they just shoot up draft board just because they run fast. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't think he does enough outside of being quick. I think JSN to where is the question. Like I don't think he gets yeah. by the top ten. 
No. Um, so currently the line on his exact draft position is at 12 and a half, but that is heavily, um, the over 12 and a half is heavily favored in that market. So um, they predict him to be a pick higher than 12 and a half, which, you know, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Um, but I think, you know, you could get it like that run of receiver last year where we got, um, who did we get? We got Drake London at eight, Garrett Wilson at 10, Alave at 11, Dotson at 12. I think the earlier the teams start that run, you're going to go, we're going to see, you know, a decent run of wide receivers. And I think the earlier that starts, um, the more likely this over three and a half hits and the later this starts, the more likely the under hits. And I think the run will start with Smith and Jigba, continue with Zay Flowers. And then depending on how quickly we get the Quinton Johnston um, or an Addison will depend on, whether or not this over three and a half or the under three and a half hits. I've seen um I've seen sharps like try and um bet like QJ to be the first receiver off the board or Addison to be the first one off the board just to get cute, I guess, because JSN's paying like a dollar oh two or something. Do you uh like that bet or do you think it's just gonna be JSN stay away from that kind of market? It is interesting because the receiver market seems to be less of a team seem to be less all locked in on the same guy. Like teams sort of process the position differently. So different types of receivers can be higher on people's boards than other type of receivers where that's the kind of scenario where I don't mind that kind of bet rather than a position of like, say a, a running back where everyone ever, I bet every team would probably have like a Bijan Robinson type running back on the, you know, on their highest on their running back board. So I do like the bet from that standpoint. Um, I don't know if I could bet real money on it though. Like, you know, just seems like an unlikely outcome. Yeah, I agreed. I think I'm staying away, but I think I'll just leave the listeners with the teams to look out for that I think could um, take JSN and start the run. Yell at me if you think I'm wrong. I think Tennessee could at 11, definitely. I think Houston could at 12. I think New England could at 14. Uh, yep. Uh, no, I think I think then it's going to go to Seattle at 20. And then the Chargers at 21. Yeah, I think they're the only teams that got oh, Minnesota at 23, but I don't think it falls that far. I was going to say the Ravens would be a lot to take a receiver, but they just got Odell, so I don't know anymore. The Giants at 25, they could do a sneaky, like, receiver. Oh, but they got – who'd they get? One Dale. And then – If that if there's a run starting at 25, I think it's too late for the over to hit. Like, I think to the over to hit, the third right – the Giants or Chargers would have to take the second and third wide receivers off the board for this market to hit. So if, if there's no receiver before pick 20, you think the bet's dead, dead, pretty much. That's... Kind of, yeah. 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 All right. No, it's a very interesting um, interesting thing to talk about. If you were, you know, gun to your head, where do you think JSN goes just really quickly as a fun exercise? I think, I think the Pats pull the trigger at 14. Okay. I think the Patriots, and it's sort of sneaky, but Boston College wide receiver, Zay Flowers, like, wouldn't have to um, probably wouldn't have to move house um, 
local guy that is like important in for these NFL teams. Like you constantly see like teams players stay in the same state. Um, I think like um, Horn from the Panthers, the cornerback, like that was a big reason why he was, you know, the highest corner um, on their board, that draft. Um, That's just an example of like a hometown, home state player. So that would not surprise me if they shocked everyone. And if it starts at 14, it could be Zay Flowers being first receiver drafted. Um, But then if it sort of misses Zay Flowers, then, you know, maybe like a... Maybe the Texans pull the trigger at 12 if they get their quarterback at two. Um, that's also an option. But, you know, with the D'Amico Ryans in there, maybe he wants to bolster that defense with a, you know, high blue chip caliber type of player. So I, I to answer your question, I don't know who which team takes the first wide receiver. It could be a variety of different teams. Yeah, the draft's going to be fun because it's going to be the first five picks is always fun no matter what. And then it's going to have a little bit of a lull because it's going to be, you know, Detroit, Vegas, Atlanta, Chicago, Philly. Oh, Philly might do something funny. But those next four will play with a pretty straight bat, I think. And then it's going to be, well, when does receiver go? Um, But, yeah, let's talk pick 10, Philly, um, my Philadelphia Eagles. Um, This could be a potential hotspot for Bijan Robinson, Joel. Um, Not sure I love it. There's been rumors of Philly taking Derrick Henry. Um. And moving back to Tennessee's pick, there's a lot of rumors with Philly. Um, do you think Bijan goes in the first ten, or let's let's say fifty in the first half of the first round, just to try and confuse you a bit? And do you think Philly is the team to take him? Um, I don't necessarily think he should, but it seems to be the one of the most more likely outcomes his draft position over under is 13 and a half currently with the under 13 and a half being more um more favored at the moment so it could be viewed as you know he's it he is like more than likely not going to be a top 13 pick um eight at the falcons is interesting um I, yeah they'd be the most frowned upon pick going around if they actually did it, but it's a possibility. Philly, I don't think will do it just because Howie Roseman is very intelligent and taking a running back that high is not intelligent um, or unintelligent, as intelligent people would say. Um, otherwise, oh, I don't know who else would be in the market to take Bijan before that sort of pick. Who picks at thirteen? Your Jumbo Jets. Yeah, well, they probably don't need one. Um, no, literally, Philly or Tennessee could, I guess. Um, they could, but God, that'd be frowned upon with their needs at every single position. The sneaky team that could do it, and again, I'm sort of playing that hometown narrative, the running back out of Texas could just stay at the Texans with pick 12. That'd be mad. Oh. They can't do that, can they? No. I mean, they it could. wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me, but that is the other position where, like, the draft slot where I wouldn't completely surprise me, and it would put him, you know, at a really high caliber draft pick. Well, the thing I is, think, sorry, yeah, you go. Now nah, you go. The thing is that 
Um, I think Dallas could take him. Buffalo could take him. But And then Philly could obviously do it at 30. But, you know, people say that Bijan's like a top five player in this draft if you were just looking at it from, I don't know, positionally or whatever, just, just player by player. So it's just crazy to think that he will fall that far, but he could. Um, but, yeah, with that, was it 14 and a half, 13 and a half line? Um, extremely interesting. But, yeah, what were you going to say about Bijan? Yeah, I think it would be a smarter for a team to draft a running back with like a back-end first-round pick, like starting somewhere in the 20s. But it just doesn't seem like he's going to fall that far, despite it being more beneficial for an organization to use that kind of draft capital on him rather than a premium top. Well, that would be a top 13 and a half pick. So, um, but yeah, he just maybe that high up on people's, you know, player boards of just general talent at position where he gets taken despite the lack of value, despite the lack of value at the running back position across the NFL. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome to see where he goes. Um, just quickly, I'll run through this and then we'll probably talk more about the running back position, but um, Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid um, are marked a lot in the first round. Uh, hotspot teams are Green Bay at 15, Detroit at 18. Um, I think that's mainly what I've seen. Dallas at 26, I've seen. Um, Cincy at 28, I've seen. But yeah, look for those two tight ends to go in the first. Um you know, they're, they're great players. Don't need to touch on them very much. But, Joel, going back to Bijan, do you think he's the only running back taken in the first round? And is he your – will you have the 101? Could he land anywhere that would deter, deter you from that pick and go to a Bryce Young, say? Yeah, I don't believe so. Um, In your standard 12-team Superflex League, I think – the current value of B. John Robinson is just higher than any of the quarterbacks. Um, and even though the most likely outcome is one of these quarterbacks in two years' time will be worth a lot more than B. John Robinson. But if you pick the wrong quarterback, um, you're throwing away a running back, or the current running back one, on the potential of a complete with like it just you the safest pick is Bijan Robinson and if you're really scared um about the decrease in value of running backs over time you get out after um after a certain amount of weeks in this season um for you know a ransom of picks um moving forward online or you know players or a quarterback um yeah I don't think I could take a chance on a quarterback being the best quarterback out of the four main quarterbacks and getting it wrong and looking at Bijan Robinson be the running back one while I have, you know, the quarterback 26 on my team. Like it just doesn't make sense for me to do it. But so yeah, so answer to your question, no, I'd be taking Bijan no matter um, despite the most likely outcome is one of these quarterbacks is going to hit hit big and be, you know, right up in that um, upper echelon of quarterbacks, um, you know, probably in that big eight or nine of the current quarterback crop. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd agree with that because, I mean, really, we don't know how good these quarterbacks are. The rumours are this 
draft class is actually kind of bad. Um, but everyone's pretty much in agreement on Bijan being legit and being a um, piece for your dynasty team straight away. And, I mean, do you really love the Bryce Young landing spot? Do you really love the Will Levis talent? Do you really love the CJ Stroud landing spot? Like, it's just it's a bit dicey. Um, yeah, I think that's that's all I have, really, Joel. Do you think Jameer Gibbs goes in the first round is what we'll close on? No, I think he's um, more of a early day two in that sort of Kenneth Walker range um, from last season where we see – I think that could be a lot um, with a few running backs um, that sort of just gets to day two um, and teams are more willing to, you know, open up the shoulders a bit, have a have a go at running back, have a go at wide receiver. I think, you know, um, Gibbs, Charbonnet um, and a lot of these other running backs, I can see them being, you know, day two picks, day um, like early day two picks, late day two picks. They get that capital. Um, and work themselves into any sort of backfield that, you know, if you get taken in day two of the NFL draft at running back, you're going to get some kind of um, workload from the rip. And from there, it's what you are able to do with it. And like, I believe this running back class is, you know, has talent across the board. It has your, it has your variety of different um, skills at the running back position. If you want, you know, the big thumper running backs, they're there. If you want the pass catching running backs, they're there. Um, you want the speed guys, they're there. Um, so yeah, I think there's a, you know, there's a lot of different running backs with a lot of different specialist skills that the running back position provides. Um, and I think any of them that get drafted in day two become interesting plays at, you know, interesting second round draft picks in fantasy football. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of the running backs receivers go uh, day two, day three, and there's nothing wrong with that. They can uh, produce at their draft draft capital. But I think, um, yeah, I think Bijan's the clear 101 for your dynasty drafts. And then receivers that get taken in the first round have proven to be really good for your, for your dynasty teams, just to finish on that. But Joel, very excited for the draft, very excited to talk to you in a few days and uh try get our our mock draft in order i think as we said it's all gonna start at houston at two i think last year it was really we nailed we nailed like the first five maybe i think we could just you know the run could stop at two this year like it's really it's really difficult but um yeah i can't wait to see what we come up with at the fantasy addicts yeah, keep an eye out um, for a podcast to drop a um, few days out before the draft that will have our, you know, our final take, our official 2023 mock draft. Um, and, yeah, we'll see how we go. We did pretty well last year, I thought, um, even though Burjo, you know, hated Hutchinson and was in love with – who was he in love with? Malik Willis, probably. But anyway. Love Malik Willis, doesn't he? He did. But that's okay. We are going to release the um, – release the official final mock draft to the public um, before the draft starts. And yeah, that will um, be sure to keep out a lookout for that. Yeah. Can't wait. Philly pick 10 Jalen Carter, Joel, lock it in. That's what we're mocking. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Good luck to your bombers on Anzac day. And Thank um, you. appreciate it. Yeah. No worries. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll uh, yeah. Go Philly.
Thank you.